Welcome to Thanks, I Love It, where we talk about things that we love. I'm Nancy, and I'm one of those incredibly enthusiastic and pushy people uh, who always tells you about the things that I like and says, oh my god, you better try it, it's great. Um, yes, I am that person. Um, I know that like that's sometimes quite off-putting for quite a few people, you know, it's counterproductive actually, because you will get really all like, oh, I don't want to like that thing just because I've been told to like it. Um, so, you know, in response to all of that, I did the very same thing of starting a podcast so that I have an excuse to carry on doing what I do and also to hear from other people about what they love. So let's go. <gasps> let's go, girls. Is that copyright? Yeah, well, anything that's an original piece of music, even if we do a, a recreation of it, I don't know. But I can say, let's go, girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could say that. It's probably the right time to introduce the person who's made this all possible, producer Hugh. Hello. Oh, there he is. This, this tiny voice of this bearded Welshman who has... By some chance, he lives with me, and he also has constructed a perfectly soundproofed room. Or not soundproofed, sound-treated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Being as Hugh is a musician, um, who currently doesn't have (coughs) much on, uh, for, you know, pandy-related reasons. Are we allowed to call it that? Pandy-related, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to bring it up, really, but, you know, needs must. Uh, So, yeah, how are you, Hugh? I'm doing all right. Um, excited to start on a podcast because yeah, that's I did. Neither of us have done. <laughs> I did just sit on the sofa and then you maneuvered the mic in front of my nose, and I it feels a bit sci-fi and Clockwork Orange at the minute. It's quite uh, yeah intimidating. You'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. Okay, right. So seeing as this is a bit of a pilot, like we don't really know what we're doing, I thought it might be good to just go through a couple of the things that have come up that are super great and lovable. Uh, recently and because no one's really leaving their house it's gonna be tweets we're gonna start with tweets tweets Hugh I don't know what you think about this tweet format that I'm about to tell you about you've seen it before I know you have it's the format where scrolly scroll just got to go past all those tweets about Drag Race you sent me. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bimini for the win. Bimini. Um, okay. So the format is, babe, what's wrong? And then, you know, things. Yeah. Or, I mean, sometimes it gets changed up a bit. Mm, mm. But the one that I'm looking at right now, which is the most recent one that I have DM'd you, is from uh, Beckshaw, who is at Brockle Snitch. Babe, what's wrong? You've hardly been a pig in the city. <laughs> and it has a criminally small number of likes. Uh, currently, 5,169 likes. Say it. Sorry, what? Oh, nice. Thank you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was still processing the tweet. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's having a moment. It's 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 good at the moment, I say. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a format I quite like. Um, Hugh, have you got any examples of that as well that you might want to share? I can't remember off the top of my head exactly, but it's, um, it's babe, what's wrong? You've hardly touched your Mrs. Brown's boys, uh, frozen, <laughs> and it's some sort of fo- frozen food product. What? Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. And uh, it's, it's... Well, that's, that's lazy. Like, that's not the good format. No, no. Okay. And the, the more niche your, your Twitter sort of, um, you know, who you follow and what, what you engage with, the more sort of, yeah, just... The tricky it is 
to to find it when you type in the search bar. Sometimes it's actually easier to Google a tweet, I've found. Oh, God, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound about 70 saying that. <laughs> Google so a tweet. I'm going to Google a tweet, <laughs> Deirdre. Okay, know your meme says. Oh, okay, it's, it's too new to have, you know, much going on it, but it says... Oh, yeah, just a bunch of stuff I don't understand, like, you know, about dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Uh, oh, oh, no. Right, okay, right, 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 okay, right, right. okay, okay, no, I've got it, I've got it. Okay, so user at She's Gone Stella, as in S-T-L-L-A, Stella, mm-hmm. tweeted, Babe, are you okay? I said, auto glass repair, and you didn't say. <laughs> auto glass replace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no right. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very UK thing, but um, well, no, I saw a video recently where it turns out that jingle is international. What? It's just a different company for um, get out. So it's a French equivalent. There's an American equivalent. Oh no, the French thing does make sense because it sounds like the Metro. Yeah, what they're they're. Da, 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 da. Well, it's got it's got the quality of that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. It's um, it seems to be like a way that you communicate insane foodstuffs mostly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like Gremlins sweetened cereal, um, <laughs> which must be decades old. I I do hope anyway. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog related pasta shapes. In Are they blue as well? Uh, probably, but I'm not opening that can. Like no. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the things I've been enjoying in quite a light touch way. I mm. think it's important to you know flag up early doors that when i say thanks i love it like it doesn't always have to be like oh god revolutionary or you know one of those things that makes you wee yourself a little bit because you're laughing so much like it really doesn't need to be that level it can be uh a little soothing balm you know that is enjoyable for about a week or so anyway okay so that's us explaining the basic concept of memes on the internet great 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 you're listening to a podcast in 2021 yeah. Um, but yeah, what else has been going on this week? Um, we have had Pancake Day. We have. In the UK. Yeah. Um, it has been Shrove Tuesday. And then what comes after that, Hugh? Uh, Ash Wednesday. Yes. Yes. So um, I saw that Sean Keebling had, on his Six Music Radio show, he had Rick McMurray from the band Ash. Oh, okay. They have an annual Ash Wednesday. Oh, of course they do. I didn't realise that they did. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's very Sean Keevening. I think Rick just turns up. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, which is cute. I love it. It would have been weird if he'd instigated it. I think it's something that he's going along with because Sean Keevening is, you know. Oh, you'd do what Sean Keevening asks, you know. Oh, he's so charming. So charming. Yeah. So deadpan. And of course, he is, um, he's the jingle man or the transitional music uh, and talking man on a really cool podcast. Mm. I say cool. It's hosted by an ex-Women's Hour po- host on <laughs> Radio 4. Uh, it's called Fortunately with uh, Fee and Jane. And you've heard me listening to that walking around the house. I have. And then I hear Sean Keaveney pipe up and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that, it's that podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, oh, I'm tuning into the man's voice, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. part of the problem. You know, well, you're the whole problem. Anyway, um, so the, the thing that I really We like, are married, by the way. Yeah, it's easy to tell, I think. <laughs> Shh. Anyway, um, so, yeah, the thing that I like about that podcast, if I may. So stop me when you've heard this before. So you know about my issue with Women's Hour. With Women's Hour? Yeah. Women's? Yeah. No, Women's Hour. 
Um, and it's like just every ooh, every 18 months or so, you just hear... I, you used to hear, you know, that Jenny Murray had said something quite polarising or, and you know, that would be the thing that would get my go a bit as like, you know, 20s, 30s kind of person. I was like, oh, that's just not right. It's not the common we want to be hearing these days. Um, so I didn't love that. Um, Dame Jenny Murray. Um, did I call her Judy Murray? No, I'm pretty sure you said Jenny Murray. Cool. Not the same. Not, not, the not Judy same. Murray of, of the tennis. No, she's probably a dame though, right? Um, I don't think some kind of Lord L L Judy Murray. No, no. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, so that was Jenny. Um. And then you also had uh Jane Garvey. Um. Who I think, I think I don't know why she was presenting Women's Hour. I think she's a great broadcaster, but I also find the idea of her presenting Women's Hour super weird. Like, now that I think about it... Explain I, how. Okay, I, I explain. Um, so now that I've heard her doing the podcast, every time I think back to, you know, like when I would have heard her on Women's Hour or, you know, Weekend Women's Hour even, um, she just sounded a bit like it wasn't the right show for her. And the, the, the way I'm trying to explain it is... Um, she just sounded like, you know how someone can be mildly amused by the thing that they're doing in their job? You know, like a, a Sean Keaveney. Yeah, and yeah. And like, he, he, it's a joke and, and he's making it and it's and not, fine. And not taking it too seriously either. No, no, no. And like, I think, I think uh, yeah, I think that's the case here as well. But also it just felt like she was maybe chafing at the borders of it all and sort of going like, oh, this is awfully stuffy, but I've got to be stuffy. Or, you know, I think right. I think it's kind of a cursed seat. I don't think anyone can present Women's Hour and come out unscathed, really. Okay, right. <gasps> Apart from Lauren Laverne, who did Late Night Women's Hour. So anyway, uh, yeah, fortunately with Fee and Jane, I think that that show is amazingly good for Jane. I understand her sense of humour a lot better now. You know, that might be my issue and not hers but just it allows you know her, them both to talk about you know what's going on um what isn't going on um fee has got a dog called nancy which i love <laughs> <laughs> um but they're often they're often discuss discussions where jane will say so how's your nancy and i'm like oh what's going on what's going on that sounds like it's some <laughs> and it also of, sounds um, like a choo-choo or a chaffinch or a euphemism for yeah um, it sounds like a euphemism and yeah, you know, it's it's a good listen. They get some really interesting people on who I'd never heard of before who, you know, talk about their life in broadcasting or, ah, you know, just loads of interesting stuff. And uh, they all seem to have a great time, which makes me think, oh, Alfie and Jane. Nice. Cool. So anyway, that's what I love. That's a podcast. Mm. Um, and we could literally waste away and turn to dust and bone sitting here while I tell you all the podcasts I love. So we should probably move on. Okay, yeah. Play the jingle, Hugh. Insert jingle here. So that brings us to the feature that I am probably going to enjoy most every week because I do very little other than sit and question it and go, really? Or, oh, yes, that does sound nice. So I win either way. Um, and this is where I ask someone about something that they're, you know, loving at the minute. Thanks, you love it. Um, that will not be the name for the feature. The feature will have no name. Um, so, seeing as it's just us chickens today, Hugh, what do you love at the minute? What's good? Um, okay, so at the moment, um, you're not a big football fan. 
Correct. Let's establish this early doors. Mm. Um, but I am a casual football fan. I don't really have any team affiliations or anything like that, apart from the Wales national team, because I am uh, half Welsh and very, very, very proud of it. And when we got to the Euros a few years ago, it was very exciting. And I found I actually really cared. And I haven't felt that since I was a little boy. Well, so yeah, how do you experience football? I, I would say I'm... Possibly not a, a typical football fan uh, in that, you know, I mean, the last time I saw a game in the flesh, like in the stadium, was when I was, I don't know, about eight years old. You going to see Brentford? Went or to like... see Brentford. I mm-hmm. can't even remember the team they played. So, yeah, forget Brentford. Yeah. You enjoy football. You like going to see it live. <laughs> see it live. <laughs> By by that, you know, sometimes being in a pub and or seeing it on a big screen, that can be really fun. Um, uh, because the thing is, watching a game in real time, for the most part, there's going to be lots of periods where not a lot is happening. And it's not like watching cricket <laughs> where like no. that's days of that, but it's you know it's ninety minutes. Um, you know, then with all the uh, uh, stoppages and all of that stuff. You know what I'm giggling about, right? What's that? It's the bit on The Simpsons where they're watching a soccer game. Hold it! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're just passing very slowly from one man to another. It's not like basketball. It is, uh, by its nature, a low-scoring game. Yeah. So, yeah, the most common scoreline is like 1-0 or whatever. I I don't know. I have to say, my patriotism, which is, mm, you can kind of see it under a microscope, um, it does kick in at this point because, like, I just think it's silly that America thinks that it doesn't exist as a real sport, like soccer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Most of the world likes it. America is very strange in lots of little ways. Really? <laughs> well, these are extremely new and original observations yes, that we, I know, are, yeah. we are both making. I feel like this isn't going anywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I enjoy football. Good. Yes. Okay, we have established that. Ding, I'd ding, say, ding. I'd say it's very much in a sort of like, um, we, we've talked about this before privately, <laughs> like off air. <laughs> we've talked about this before <laughs> off air, where yes. we've both got things that we enjoy as sort of guilty pleasures. And I'd say football is the closest thing I get to that sort of category for just, you know, something that can be on. Is it a tasty treat? Yeah, it's a little treat. It's like, it's also... All sport by nature, you know, there's going to be surprises. Yeah. And I feel like that's, you're, you're just waiting for the next hit mm. when there's a big upset or something like that. You know, a big team loses to a small team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, no, or there's there's a big score line. And personalities are a huge part of it. I do, yes. I, I do get that. Yes. Yeah. And there are all kinds of like managers and stuff like that who've got their own sort of... Okay, managers, right? Yeah. All that we need to know about managers is that there's one who chews gum with his mouth open... Oh, you'll have to be more specific. (laughs) Anyway, okay. What is going on with football right now? Because I think I've got to stop thinking about it in terms of like Game of Thrones is a very old reference now. It feels like (laughs) no one's following that along and going, how's it going to end? Like, I'm glad. So glad it's over. So this season on Game of Thrones. This season is an interesting one. And the the tail end of last season when, um, you know, they they stopped everything and then Mm. we had to restart. Uh, You know, there's a pandemic clearly the schedule has been completely different this year mm. it's all been condensed so at the moment there's like it's a just, game every other day it's soccer 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 yeah yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah 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 so it's actually a very um 
different season this season because there's just no preparation time in between games. Sure. Liverpool won the Premier League last season. Yes. And they're having a really bad time of defending their title. Oh. Um, and Already? It's harder to defend a title than it is to win it, you know, for the first time in a while. I'm trying to make this a drama. I'm trying to make this a long-running saga or like, you yeah. know. And yeah, like I said, I have no real team affiliation. When I was growing up, I was a Man United fan. And of course, of course, how could I forget mm-hmm. about Eric? Eric, yes. Would you like to explain, Eric? So, Eric Cantona was my hero. The fish, they follow, no, the the girls. Yes. They follow the troller, yes. hoping for scraps. Is that about right? That's a, that's a paraphrasing of it, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and he said that at the press conference after he came back from a lengthy ban after Kung Fu kicking a, a Crystal Palace supporter, um, which I didn't fully understand <laughs> when I was a child because, you know, I was... I uh, mean, violence isn't good, but sometimes no. it's funny. So, so yes. Eric Cantona has a special place in your heart. He does. I named uh, one of my childhood cats after him, calling yeah. him Eric Cantona. Mm-hmm. And he was, he had a special place in my heart, you know, regardless of his namesake. He was nothing like his namesake. He was, he was very dapper. Um, so he could be described as French, you yes. know, he had like uh, a little tuxedo thing going on. Yeah, he was yeah, black yeah, and white yeah, cat. Yeah. yeah. He had a dapper red collar. Yeah. Very smart looking, very expressive ears. So that's how much you liked Eric Cantona. Yes. So, so yeah, big stuff going on for Liverpool. Yes. In terms of, you know, trying to. Get everyone else to keep their mitts off that their trophy. What's what's the hot goss right now? We're mid February. Mm-hmm. Who's who's looking good? Who's looking bad? What's City. going on? City. Yeah, they're looking really good again. Really? Yeah. Now is that money or is that management or? It's management. It is management. Uh, well, they are also one of the richest clubs in the world. Mm-hmm. They are owned by um, a Gulf state, basically. Fun. Um, so, yeah, there is that. Yeah. But they have one of the best managers in the world Who's managing that? them. He's called Pep Guardiola. Aww. He is a Spanish man. That's a nice name. It is a nice name. <laughs> He's very intense. Um, Ooh. And it's kind of a little bit like it's teetering on, you know, so when things are going well, he like comes across as a genius. <gasps> yes. When things aren't going well, he comes across as a bit of a manic control freak. So it's like, uh. yeah, like it's two sides of the same coin. Well, Cite doing good. Yeah. Who, well, I mean, I, I kind of, I could ask you about like who's doing badly, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but I sort of want to know what are the memes this year? What the, the football memes. memes for this season? Ooh. Or like what are the things that, that keep coming back? The uh, topics of conversation that are making you laugh or making people on podcasts you listen to you laugh, something like that? Um, so there's a uh, cartoonist called David Squires. So he does cartoons for The Guardian. One of his favourite, uh, one of his muses is Jose Mourinho, who he has portrayed as... He moans a lot, so he's portrayed him as an as an emo um, <laughs> fan quite a few times. Uh, even you know, with like the the fringe and the eyeshadow, he's been on Instagram now Jose. recently. Jose Mourinho. Oh, yeah. I'm going to correct you on some pronunciation there because it's Portuguese. <gasps> it's a Jose, not a Jose. Nice. So Jose, mm-hmm. tell me more about his Instagram. Well, 
he's Alan like, Partridge, you were saying. He is very Partridge. He's somewhere between Alan Partridge and a pantomime villain, basically. Yeah. He. We need those, yep, as a culture. <sighs> if we don't have them, we'll manufacture them. So last time he was managing in the UK, uh, managing in uh, in England, mm. was for for Man United. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, that was what I thought. That's this is what... another way in which he's like Partridge. Yes. He lived in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you got your big plate, Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So he... he He's got a house in London, but he didn't want to move out of it. No. Or, you know, like all his all of his family stayed there and he just lived in this hotel. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Lowry okay. in Manchester. Sure. Well, but, what's yeah. he doing on Instagram then? What's the what's um, the deal there? Kind of just like there was <laughs> there was one he posted after a um a disappointing uh, game where yeah. he, he kind of like just had a picture of him. Someone had taken a picture of him sitting on the on the team bus just looking grumpy. <laughs> Staring straight ahead, and uh, what like he was going on a school trip to like yeah, yeah Bodmin like, Moor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, he has been very much um, calling other people out on their Instagram posts. Oh, so oh my god, this is like um, uh, teenage teenage makeup gurus who are famous on YouTube, mm, then mm. getting into fights in Instagram comments. This is what this feels like. Am I am I off base? Um, similar. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always like, I mean, a lot of them just just try to avoid any controversy. Whereas, oh he yeah, bland. Michael Owen. Michael <laughs> Owen doesn't like films. That's the thing about yeah, him. Yeah, f- that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So Jose Gareth Bale, <gasps> who started his uh, well, he didn't start his career at Spurs, but like came into the um, you know became a a world renowned player at Spurs. Hmm. Uh, then got sold to Real Madrid mm. for what was then a world record fee. A kajillion, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then gradually fell out of favour there um, for various reasons. And all this time he's doing Welsh stuff. Yes, and playing golf a lot, which is... Um, he's That's dull as yeah, F. I know, I know. Gareth Bale put on, or someone in his team put on Instagram that he was like, great session today, bicep curl emoji, you know, like, um, oh, and that, then, that reeks and then the game, team. <laughs> then the game, like the following day or that, yeah, the following day, he, he said, oh, I don't want to travel. Apparently this is what Jose Mourinho has said and said, well, uh, this has been a fabrication, this uh, Instagram post. So, you know, like, uh, I don't know why he'd say that. And like, basically well, he's got a habit of throwing players under the bus when things aren't going well okay, for got, various reasons. I've got, I've got a take on this already. Okay. Which is that Jose's talking shit because you can have a real cool... <laughs> you had it here first, guys. You can have a real cool bicep curl. And you can be like, mm, moi, mm, kiss my yeah. guns. Yeah. And, and or, you know, you can have a social media team who are just like <laughs> emojis. And yeah. they just yeah, post yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. But he might not want to travel. He doesn't walk with his arms. He walks with his legs. Maybe his legs weren't feeling great. Yeah. 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 Boom. Th- that, okay. Yeah. Mic drop. Well, that's, that's the football um, analysis done for today. Yeah. Cool. It's a very short program match of the day when I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, so so that's the beef. That's the uh, yeah. memes. Did he post a photo with this? Like when when Jose just goes off on one. Does he? How does he do that? Usually in a press conference. Uh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Tradition. Yeah. That's trad footballer. Do they not do beef on Instagram? They might do. There might be of what's called bants, you know, with a Z. Oh, um, and that's generally like an unfunny kind of laddie humour, which I'm very much not a part of. It. They have training on it, don't they? To be like, oh, don't do not do Instagram messaging with like yes, but random girls and stuff because screenshots. Occasionally, and... you know, one of them does something stupid and has to, you yeah. know, like issue an apology 
Yeah, but it's all going to be in private WhatsApp groups, isn't it? Most of the time. Yeah. You know what I want? I want a football figure who is playing in the UK league. Uh-huh. Premier League. Premier League, yes. Mm. Um, the English League, because oh, okay. I know, I know, okay, I know. Fine. Although it does contain teams from Wales. Darling. Confusingly. Darling, I'm trying to engage Sorry. with your topic of interest. Sorry, I'm being a pedant. No, I'm really trying. What yeah. I want out of, out of football, and I hope you can deliver it to me as soon as it's available. Yeah. You know, Nick, is it Nick Kyrgios, who's the <laughs> Australian yes. tennis player? You want a character like him? I want him. I want him, I, him ideally, in football. There in are the a UK. few like that. So, Nick, what does he do, just for anyone who Nick doesn't Kyrgios. know? Nick Kyrgios. So, he's an Australian tennis player. Yes. Um, he is um, a precocious... Um, what's the word? Um, mercurial talent. Mercurial, you, you would say. Yes. He's um, yeah. Sometimes plays amazingly. Yeah. Against like you know top players in the world. A, like a few years ago. Wasn't yeah, he, basically? yeah, 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 yeah. And then occasionally just like throws all his toys out the frame. <laughs> I love to see it. I really yeah. do. He doesn't care. And sometimes <laughs> he'll do some stuff that you know like isn't outside of the rules mm. but is frowned upon like, but it's like Nick could you just grow up a bit so I think recently he won a game where he um, he won a few he won a point where he uh, did an underarm serve oh, oh, oh that which is sounds... still it's fine as long yeah. as the ball doesn't bounce when you hit it over the net uh-huh. then you're you can he likes you can to hit take it the basically he does he does and it's quite uh entertaining to watch you know like either when he's being a bit mischievous mm. or when he's imploding yeah well i've learned that not to you know make this a hugging and learning episode but i've got some of the sense of how the sport of football mm-hmm. can be enjoyable dramatic yeah um a mini saga that carries on for a length of a year and in fact longer than that um mm. Mm. and I need characters. I need. Yeah, I need yeah. passion. I need humor. You don't want just homogenous teams. No. You want. You want like the character. Yeah, and that's definitely curious. what I follow. Yeah. So, shall I give you a rundown of like good football characters to follow? Okay. Okay. Up, up and comers for me to watch out for. Up and comers. Okay. <laughs> In my like character list. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's a young Norwegian called Erling Braut Harland. <gasps> who is phenomenal. Ooh. He's only 20, I want to say, 1920. Yeah. Baby. And he um he's the son of a footballer as well, but his dad was a son of a footballer. Yeah, yeah. His dad was like a defender, but he's a striker and he's like 6 foot 4. Do you think they have arguments at Christmas? Potentially, yes. How could you? Um he um and he plays for Dortmund in Germany. Yes. And uh he has got a frightening like kind of goal ratio for for like how long he's been playing. So we've got Mr. Dortmund. Yeah, want to Erling, watch out for. Say Braut his Harland. name again. Erling Braut Harland. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Who is another good character to look out for? James Madison. He's another English one. I've mentioned him to you before. I think he might be the next sort of Beckham in that kind of way. Sarongs. <laughs> yeah, sarongs and like, um, yeah. So he's done some very good post-match interviews lately where he's been very much like, um, well, you want me to say that, but it's a cliche uh, and stuff like that. Or like, yeah. So we're talking um, so he's got, painting, he's got, your, painting your fingernails emoji. Is yeah. that the character? Well, no, but he's, he's, he's charming about it as okay. well. He's not like being catty about it. Okay, um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's been around for a while. Yeah, he's playing for AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, which are the ones with the red and black stripes. <laughs> As if I know. Okay, yeah. Um, and they recently had a derby game with Inter Milan. Okay. 
and they share a stadium. They they play at the San Siro in Milan. Right. Uh, and it's it was very heated last time they played. It was a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, because him and another striker called Romelu Lukaku. So they're on opposite sides and they had a little bit of um, what's sometimes referred to as handbags yes. um, on the pitch where you could actually, and because the stadiums are empty at the moment, mm-hmm. you can hear everything the players are saying <laughs> to each other, which See, is quite th- funny. Why, okay, this is the end of this of this discussion and I wish you'd brought that up before now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they had like a war of words in English. <laughs> um uh, oh, surely it's more fun to have a war of words in Italian. Yeah, I know, but like, I think it's kind of probably the language that both of them speak best is this, to each other. Is this like on a Real Housewives equivalent show where they have to look to make sure the camera's there before they get the throwing wine out? They know the camera's there, and they're they're doing they're like he's very much aware of the cameras. He's like wow. he's another one of these guys who's like. He talks himself up. Sometimes talks about himself in the third person. Does does Latan? Sure. He's like Zlatan does this and like yeah. He's like mm-hmm. um um yeah. <laughs> so who won this? Uh, who won this uh, little Ooh, handbag session? Well, okay. They both used to play for Man United as well. So they they have shared a dressing room. They have been on the same team before. <gasps> They've seen each other's wangalangs. <sighs> I don't know about that. Okay. Um, I mean, just in a changing room kind yeah, of way. But basically, it's hard to be mad at it, someone it got a when bit you've seen their boots. Strange and and like um. Zlatan called Lukaku a donkey. Right. He also said, go and do your voodoo sh-, <gasps> which was, um, I think, a reference to something that... It's not, um, well, it's not good. I don't like the storyline that this There was also is, a bit uh, of, like, the weird footballing headbutting that goes on where they just, like, butt... They literally butt heads like um, like they're stags. <laughs> and then later on the game, Inter got a penalty. Yes. Lukaku took it, and it was the angriest penalty I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like the net was going to come off, you know, yeah. like the ball was going to explode. Um, oh, and, and did then, he did, did that win the win the no thing? that brought them level and oh. then uh, a player who wasn't involved in the in any of this a guy called Christian Eriksen who's Danish and and like a bit of an ice man uh, won the game uh, later on for Inter but yeah it was kind of like the the the, the narrative of the game just you know like everyone was just so who won the lip sync <laughs> um, hard to say I think you know like Lukaku didn't initiate Zlatan it Zlatan will say that Zlatan won the lip sync he will okay. yeah well. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've learned something. Are we going to start start just equating footballers to drag queens now? No, I'm here for it. I don't. I don't think drag deserves that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think it, I think drag's too good for that. Anyway, well, thank you, Hugh. Yeah. Thanks for the football. We're gonna have to cut that way down. We're gonna. Yeah. Well, you're gonna. Yeah. Thanks. What I'd love to do is when we end our little chats every week, I would really like to just have a no-strings-attached recommending section. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it's going to happen anyway. It'll turn into that. We know We know that that's what I'm like. Um, so, Hugh, can I tell you about my book series that I've gone absolutely mad for? Absolutely. Okay. So it's a series of crime novels, which are actually really funny as well, kind of a thriller. Mm-hmm. And you've seen me reading these. Um, the third one came out just this week. And I have been rationing it to try and eke out the fun even longer. Okay. And they're by um, an author called CJ Scoos. And she has written a series where the first book is called Sweet Pea. And it's about a female serial killer. Ooh, don't get many of them. Called Rhiannon. I think I've kind of summarised it to you as, you know, she's... Well, if you listen to true crime podcasts or if you've watched like Mindhunter or anything like that, you'll be going, oh yeah, tick when you hear about the kind of life that this character has had you know she suffered a really traumatic 
incident and a traumatic brain injury as a young child, right. which is like, you know, if you're going to make a serial killer, some sort of brain injury does often happen. But, you know, that's a detail that's kind of threaded through. Um, she is uh, a person who has not really felt like murdering anybody for a long time. And then something happens in her personal life that makes her want to. And Is it clear what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And um, cool. it, it's, it's I guess you would say, the inciting incident <laughs> uh, of the whole thing. Um, but basically, that's made it sound really quite, like, uh, dry, quite plotty. And the plot does crack along really well. Okay. But it's not it's not dry. It's really compelling because this character, Rhiannon, I, I do not like the serial killing. I think that serial killing is bad. <laughs> I think that the descriptions of the things that she does are heinous absolutely Mm. heinous um but her character just shines through and i just think so she's a good (laughs) anti-hero she's hilarious like Mm. she starts every chapter with like a list of the of her 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 people she wants to kill right (laughs) you know people uh you know football managers who chew gum too loudly Mm. adam levine Mm. comes up in it ever so often she's got a list she's aria from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, kind of. And mm. like, yeah, there's loads of. Um... <laughs> she literally got football as she come. No, but that's that's the equivalent, you know. Um, <laughs> and so she's 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 so relatable that you do want to keep reading and you do root for her in a way that is so wrong, but yeah, utterly compelling and really human. And just bang on the money. I feel like when the author writes one of these books, she must just have to like really shake this character out of their head because her mindset. I mean, it's not like, um, what is it, American Psycho? Where oh God, it's yeah. a book where you, I haven't read it, but everything I've heard it's is deeply that, unpleasant. Yeah, it's deeply unpleasant because you're inside the mind of a very upsettingly <laughs> violent person. Mm. Um but I think with Rhiannon, the heroine of this book, the anti-hero, <laughs> um, it's just the acerbic humour that cuts through everything and is really funny. And then suddenly you realise, oh, she doesn't care about something else. And you were on side with her so strongly. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, she's got she's no got empathy. One, one tiny character flaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one little flaw. She's so charming, apart from that one thing. Apart from all the murders. <laughs> murders. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that's why I've been having an intense look in my eye when I've been reading that on Kindle before I go to sleep. Yeah, you have gone, like, there's a sort of quietness that comes over you when you are reading those <laughs> late at night uh, where you just go, and and and, and, and you just get, get very still. Oh, I do, yeah. And... You, and I just hear occasionally because you're on a Kindle. I just hear the tap, 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 <laughs> turning the pages. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, every every like thirty seconds, or because you read stupidly quick as well. Yeah. Well, don't at me. Amazon's terrible. I have a Kindle for buying things for nine nine p, and when it's on the daily offer, and then I also buy real books, and it's just a, it's it's got you know my my reading pile inside it, which is like hundred and forty books deep. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, so, but yeah, so I would recommend Sweet Pea, the first book in the series. Yeah. Um, the third one has just come out and it's called Deadhead. Um, and things have got very spicy, very interesting. Interesting. Okay. And yeah, the character goes through so much and changes in ways that are really interesting mm. all the way through. Um, yeah, it's not a one-trick pony. It's gold. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Hugh, cool. have, have you got anything that you want to send me away with to think about? Yeah, uh, Bimini from uh, the UK series of Drag Race um, is like she she's completely won my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just like I was a little bit worried where she came back with um lots of surgery yeah, after the both. um after yeah. the hiatus but then I just realized oh it's still her only you know a lot yeah. more polished and can do Katie Price really convincingly in Snatch Game <laughs> oh. and I like that her Katie Price in Snatch Game this week was respectful now that sounds wrong because it wasn't in it well, was respectful Bim- in the drag way Bimini said herself that Katie Price is sort of knowing in her sort of like own really sort of like is. character and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. so she wouldn't take herself too seriously. So no. she was saying that hopefully it wouldn't come across as too mean. No, I think, you know, even I think bag of chips. <laughs> the nipples of is... the ice. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Um, but like in series one, bag of chips um, was Amy Winehouse on the uh, runway, I think, for one of yes. the early challenges. And I just, I was like, oh man, that joke's a bit old. And yeah. like, I I know that if I had laughed at that, you know, before she died, I probably did, you know, but I feel like nowadays with the understanding we have of it all, I'm just like, oh no. It's the whole sort of like, we're coming round to realising that the the hounding of people like Amy Winehouse and Britney and the and the just you know broad yeah. caricature of it all yes yeah. but like with Katie Price uh, on Snatch Game it really didn't feel like that it felt joyful it yeah. felt fun and I just I I found myself I found myself cackling at everything yes that you Bimini were said, I, yeah. I remember yeah yeah all right all right all right um so yeah well done Bimini Bim Boulash Bimini Bim Bom I'm vegan <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we say farewell. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, And yeah, let's just keep talking about things that we love. Thanks. You have been listening to Thanks, I Love It. You can find us at I Love It Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Hugh Foster has produced and edited this episode. Original music also by Hugh Foster. You can find him at hughfoster.co.uk or at Hugh Foster on Twitter. He spells his name Hugh with a W, H-U-W, because he's Welsh. I'm Nancy, and you can find me on Twitter at Need for Cheese. Can I do my impression of Eric Catanar now, please? You can, yeah. So Eric the cat, your cat named after Eric Cantonar. As we've, well, he was deaf. He yeah. was very deaf towards the end. And his meow was like this. Except more breathy, maybe? Yeah, so it'd be like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Love you, Eric. Bless his soul. Bless his cottons. <laughs> okay, do you want to stop it? <laughs>